We are starting today, kicking today off with one of my childhood favorite quotes. I used to collect quotes as a kid, and this was one of my favorites. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less travel by, and that has made all the difference. Robert Frost. I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 32 today as we take a look at Proverbs 2, verses 11 and 12. We're going to take a look at it in two different translations. We're going to talk about the language and the meaning of the verse and connect it to our life by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get started with all that, let's pray. Father, I ask you to calm my heart, guide my words, guide my thoughts. Spirit, open this scripture to us and teach us something that each of us need to hear. Let us absorb it and learn it in a way that causes a reaction, that we don't, it just doesn't go in one ear and out the other, but that it causes change and growth in our life. Spirit, plant those seeds, water them, grow them up into spiritual maturity. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's take a look at Proverbs 2, verses 11 and 12. In the ESV version, it reads, Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech. The message version reads, Good sense will scout ahead for danger. Insight will keep an eye out for you. They'll keep you from making wrong turns or following the bad directions. I'm going to leave the ESV on the screen if you want to refer to it. If you're a podcast listener, you can open up your Bibles to Proverbs 2, verses 11 and 12. We are in the midst of the second then four of chapter two. Now, the then from verse nine was, then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path, the good way to walk through life. Now, the four or because were yesterday's verses and today's. Verse 11 says, for discretion will watch over you and understanding will guard you. Let's talk about discretion for a moment. It can be defined by the translations that the New Living Tr- Translation and the message give. In other words, wise choices or good sense. Webster says that it's using good judgment or being discreet, making responsible decisions or showing constraint, exhibiting self-control. In the message, it talks about being aware of your surroundings. It's looking ahead to where you're going. How much trouble would we avoid if we were really spending time looking ahead? So discretion describes the ability to form plans based on knowledge. It's the ability to make proper decisions, knowing what's coming down the pike. Understanding is a noun that describes the ability to discern a right course of action. You can also find it in Deuteronomy 32, Psalms 136.5, 145, and Proverbs 3.19. So we will get to this word again in about a chapter. The Septuagint, which is the Greek Old Testament, translates this verse with the words literally that describing what takes place in your mind. So it describes a mental conception that follows consideration or deliberation. It relates especially to the development of a perspective, 
that provides insight. And so it shapes our attitudes and it guides our action. So it's thinking about something and then making a decision based on that. Remember early on when we said that much of Proverbs is written in couplets. First line is a statement and the second line extends or contrasts or intensifies it. Well, discretion and understanding in this verse are doing that thing. They're, they're very similar words. They just give us kind of a slightly different aspect of the same kind of concept. What are they doing? They are watching over or guarding us. The Hebrew word for guard is a verb that means to watch or to preserve. Adam was supposed to watch over and care for the Garden of Eden. The sense is to exercise great care over something. The Septuagint also translates this with another word in a way that suggests that it might be to keep things from escaping, to be on guard from being lost or from something perishing. So it paints a picture of carrying out the function of a military guard or a sentinel, meaning to guard a person so that he might remain safe, either from violence or another person or a thing or from being snatched away or even just from being lost. The New Testament also uses the same word to talk about guarding truth. Now, what are they guarding us from? Verse 12 says, Delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech. The ESV Study Bible says, Following the description of the wisdom that the Lord grants, verses 9 through 11, this section gives three statements of its purpose, and we are just at the beginning of this. So this kind of outlines the rest of the week for you. It delivers us from the deception of those on the evil path. It delivers us from being flattered into unfaithfulness, which we will see tomorrow. It directs one instead to walk in the way that is both true and good, and that's in verse 20. So it gives you a hint of things to come. But today we're dealing with the deception of those that are on the evil path. Now our deliverers are discretion and understanding, remember. And the verb in both Hebrew and Greek depicts a rescue operation. The implication is that we are, in fact, in need of rescue. The word means to snatch away or to rescue, to extricate, to free from someone from entanglement or difficulty. So that's what discretion and understanding are doing for you. In the New Testament, it is always associated with God as the deliverer and with a person as the object of his deliverance. It was used in secular writing to describe a soldier, and this is a great picture to think of it, to describe a soldier going into a wounded comrade on the battlefield and carrying him to safety. That's what discretion and understanding are doing for you. They're performing a heroic rescue of us. From what? From the way of evil and from men of perverted speech. Let's talk about the way of evil. We've talked about this before. The Bible uses way or path to talk about the journey of our lives. And in contrast with verses 2-8 that we looked at a few days ago, which was talking about the way of the saints or the way of the godly. Robert Frost alludes to the two ways in that quote that I read when he said, two roads diverged in a wood and I took the one less travel by, and that has made all the difference. So discretion and understanding protect us from the way of evil, but also of men of perverted speech. The Hebrew noun perverse means to turn away from what is normal and right. So it's not normal and not right. It's a distortion of what is straight and what is right. The first Old Testament use describes the perverse generation of Israelites who deviated and distorted the Lord's way, turning from him in Deuteronomy 32. So this speech that they have is deceptive and corrupt. As a side note, this is a bonus, Many of the Old Testament uses refer in some way 
to one's speech, to perverse speech, perversity issues from the heart. We find out later in Proverbs, we'll get to this in verse uh, in 614. It links perversion with the heart, which makes sense because Jesus taught that the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. Perversity is the quality of being contrary to accepted standards and practice. The Septuagint translates it with a phrase that says, speaks nothing faithfully. So this perverse speech is someone who is speaking nothing faithfully. When I say the word perverted, it sounds to our ears like something abnormal and weird. George Lawson says that they speak contrary things. They pay no regard to the truth, but bend their tongue like their bow for lies. When you think about these men, and notice they are men, but we will get to the women tomorrow, so we are not just picking on the men. These people who are speaking this way, when we think of them, we th- when we think of somebody associated with the word perverted, we think of somebody weird, somebody abnormal, but these could be very successful, very appealing, very high status people saying things that sound good to the ears of one who is not protected by discretion or understanding. This verse and tomorrow's are a set of temptations that discretion and understanding can protect us from. This is a father telling his son, you can't trust everything that a man says, but we will understand the right way to walk through life because discretion and understanding will protect us from making bad choices and falling victim to lying men. That's the Michelle translation. So let's ask ourselves some questions. According to how I described it today, do you feel like discretion and understanding are guarding you? Or do you feel that you really need wisdom because you need to be guarded? Which path are you walking on? Are you choosing the godly way in all areas of life? Or do you need to get back on the right path in certain areas? And lastly, are your ears tuned by discretion and understanding to the corruptness of speech, to sorting out truth from lies? How susceptible are you to the lies of men? If you want a chance to write down your answers or think about those questions further or keep track of what we're learning in Proverbs, we send out a free set of journal pages each Sunday evening in an email. And if you want to get on that list to receive that, go to getwisdom.link backslash email, getwisdom.link backslash email, and you can get on that list to receive those on Sunday evenings. But let's get back to the questions. As for me... I was thinking about the idea of whether my ears are tuned to discretion and understanding when I'm sorting through the words of men. Now, in our age of untrustworthy news, and really, I was a journalism major for a while, untrustworthy news, sensationalized and slanted news with an agenda is nothing new. This is not just something that we have now in our country, but we do have it. And so the question isn't so much about what's out there as what I'm allowing in, like how I'm sifting through it. When I asked the actual question in the notes, it wasn't really about intentionally sifting through because I think that that guard is something that stands all the time, that we don't have to intentionally put a guard there, that that guard, if we are being driven by wisdom and discretion and understanding, will be there. But there is value in consistently putting that filter up, right, in intentionally doing that. I think I learned early on in life that books were trustworthy. And so I often take what I read at face value. Now, the older I get, the better I get at intentionally questioning what I'm reading. Particularly, it seems to me to be less affected online than it is on books. Like I tend to think of books as authorities. And 
I do a better job now of questioning, is that really real? Like reading it and evaluating that. Is that truth? I think a consistent practice of holding what I consume up to the standard of God's wisdom would be a healthy, healthy habit to develop. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Let's close in prayer. Lord, we need your wisdom. We need it to sift through the things in our world. But we don't need it so much to be successful. We need it so that we can better know you, better know your way, and better live lives that honor you in every way. We need it so that we can better love you and love others. So teach us the kind of wisdom that transforms our hearts into the likeness of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being with me today. If you found this broadcast helpful, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. Things are just more fun when we have friends along and we grow faster when we can talk to one another about what we're learning. 